Hello everyone, welcome to Podcasting Social Work. Podcasting Social Work is a platform for learners, educators, social workers, and activists to share your stories, knowledge, and skills to empower communities and transform lives. My name is Hassan. I'm a registered social worker of Ontario. I'm a faculty of social service worker program at Centennial College. I have the opportunity to work with diverse communities and learners in Canada and across Asia region for last 20 years. Today's podcast is on importance of reflective practice in teaching. It is my great pleasure to host this episode and to have conversation with Ms. Jennifer Will, Chair, Community Services Department at Centennial College on this topic reflective practice. How are you, Jennifer? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. We are so grateful that you have given us your time and for this first podcast. So uh, before we start conversation on reflective practice uh, and your conference experience in Houston, we would like to know about your passion. We know you are very passionate about technology and media, especially like podcast in teaching and learning. Would you please tell us about your passion a little bit more. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I think it's a very exciting time uh, now in uh, 2019. And um, it's an exciting time because technology has just um, exploded onto the scene um, in general. If you think, you know, when I grew up, there wasn't the internet at all. And now there are so many different um, apps and websites and technology tools and it's just exploding day by day and I think it's very exciting for the field of teaching and learning um, for several reasons. I think um, there's a lot more creativity with technology. Um, I think we know that teaching and learning can now happen anywhere, any place. So it's not about that students have to come into a physical classroom and learn and wait for the professor to come and physically all be there together. But learning and teaching can happen anywhere and really at any time. So that is very exciting. Uh, We now have students here who are doing um, semesters abroad. We have students who are uh, learning at Centennial, but they are traveling and um, doing field placements all over the world in Peru, in Kenya, in Bangladesh. Um, So they can actually um, connect with our courses and they can learn and um, they can continue to complete their diploma while they're abroad. Um, I think the technology piece also adds a real creativity to teaching and learning. Um, So it gives students um, a lot more opportunity to be creative, um, not just to show their knowledge, But I think in today's society, it's not just about showing your knowledge, it's actually creating something new and being innovative. And that happens through um, creativity and using technology. So we teach that. I would like to thank you for your encouragement and support for initiating podcasting social work. Would you like to share your vision in this regard, how this podcast can bring positive changes in our education system, especially at Centennial College. Well, I think podcasting is a a wonderful way, again, to use technology to um, explore ideas. um, And like I said before, to be able to learn and teach um, 
in lots of different places and um, any time of the day. So I know that students, our students especially, are very busy. Many of them are juggling um, family lives and work responsibilities and struggling with a number of different barriers. So the more flexible we can be in the learning, the better. Um, So podcasts are great. You can listen to them as you're driving. Um, You can listen to them, you know, any time of the day in the evenings. So um, it allows students to be able to do what they need to do and then continue to learn, you know, after they've put their kids to sleep or try to learn between um, different appointments. Um, So that flexibility, I think, is really, really key. Wonderful. So you are mentioning that it can help us to balance our work and study and our personal life. And we can use this uh, media for our learning effectively. Absolutely. Absolutely. How would you like to define the term reflective practice and why it is important for our teaching and learning? Sure, I'd be happy to answer that. Um, Well, reflective practice, to define it um, really, and um, maybe this is a cop-out, but it really is uh, the practice of reflecting on action. And um, I think there is um, a number of people have said it. I actually think it's Socrates who said it first. um, a long time ago, but meaning is created through reflection. So meaning and learning happens through the act of reflection. It doesn't happen as much um, through, or it doesn't really happen through the doing, because when we're doing, we're doing things. And often we're very reactive and we're in the moment, but it's when we carve out that time to actually reflect on our actions, to reflect on why we did what we did, um, then we start to learn. We start to learn about ourselves. We start to learn about other people. Um, we learn about um, how we can do things differently. Um, we can reflect and then, you know, use that reflecting to then plan on on future. Great. And I remember uh, having my reflective session with you that I have come to know it's about not only about self-reflecting, but also taking feedback from students, peers, other stakeholders uh, with whom I am working. So that is actually a great point to me. It's not only about my self-reflection, also getting feedback from other stakeholders. Absolutely, because we can only see things from our own lens. And when we're doing things, we may think, oh, I'm doing a great job. Um, Or, you know, that went really well. But then if we get feedback, we find out that actually people don't really understand. Um, I think for teaching and learning specifically, it's really, really key to get that feedback from our students before, you know, before the test, before the midterm test, because we want to know, okay, we're teaching, but are we actually, are they actually learning? Um, Teaching is only as effective as students are learning. So you could think you're doing a great job teaching, but if nobody understands what you're talking about, um, then you haven't done a great job and we haven't actually done what we need to do, which is to teach. Uh, We wanna find that out earlier in the semester. We don't wanna find that out when students, you know, do a test and they all fail the test. Um, We want to know those things earlier. 
I'm so grateful to uh, hear from you that how much commitment you have for our students. Uh, and you always inspire us to how we can actually uh, provide best uh, education opportunities at Centennial College uh, through this uh, reflective uh, teaching. Uh, we would like to focus on our discussion on uh, your recent experience. Uh, you have participated in the Academic Chairpersons Conference in Houston, Texas. Would you please share with us about your experience in the conference? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I also just want to make a comment about reflective practice from what you said um, and connected to the conference, but um, I think that if you are doing, I think reflective practice is not only very powerful and very important for our students, but also I think it makes faculty um, enjoy their job Absolutely. more Absolutely. Um, because you start to reflect on your values and you start to see how your teaching is very meaningful. Um, so carving out that time and making sure you have time for reflective practice, I think gives you uh, increased enjoyment in your Absolutely. own job um, and that kind of is a good segue to the conference that I went to in Texas because I went to my first ever academic chairpersons conference and congratulations um, thank you and I have never been surrounded by 400 chairs wow before um, and you know I do a lot of things on my own and I figured out this job and um, you know, I really enjoy my job as the chair of the community services department, um, but I really haven't had the opportunity to um, reflect with other chairs in that same way. So this was really fantastic because it gave us the opportunity to connect with hundreds of other academic chairs and to discuss a lot of issues that we all are, um, you know, we all uh, deal with in our day to day work. Um, and again, I think that having that time to reflect and get feedback from other people and discuss things uh, really helps me to better enjoy my job and not feel kind of alone in some of the challenges that I face. Um, so it was a really, really fun and uh, excellent conference. I met a lot of great people, uh, learned a lot. Um, there were a lot of people from, most of the people I'd say were from the United States. Um, and so their situation is a little bit different than ours and as well a lot of people were chairs in universities and not mm. community colleges right. so there are some nuances to um, the differences there um, but it was great to talk um, you know sessions about uh, the chair the chair role is really sandwiched between um, faculty and higher administration and um, middle management they call it um, and so there is, I think, a, a leadership um, challenge in being able to play that middle management role, um, being able to really communicate or advocate um, up to your dean and people um, in higher positions, um, trying to advocate on behalf of your faculty, um, as well um, working with you know business priorities and then working with your faculty to um, ensure that faculty are 
are um, also following um, some of those business plan priorities. Wonderful. So the chair role is really in the middle there. So it was it was a great conference and I really enjoyed myself. So just I would like to reflect on one point that advocacy, advocating for colleagues and I know that you are doing great for our community services department in Centennial College and thank, thank you so much for thank that. Thank you, thank you. What are the strategies uh, you have discussed uh, how you can communicate better with your um, seniors, dean, and other department regarding uh, faculty issues and advocating for faculty members? Mm -hmm. It's a good question. Um, so strategies to advocate. Um, well, I did one session um, really had to do with communication style. Um, and some of that, I think a big piece of that is empathy to understand where your dean or um, higher administrators are coming from as well. Um, not to just kind of show up and, and hammer through, advocate um, really aggressively, but be strategic about it. Um, I think that's number one. And to ensure that what you're advocating for aligns with the bigger picture. Um, so That's it's so not important. like yeah. an extra project or an extra thing, but that you can show the rationale for what you're advocating and how that fits within the strategic plan or the strategic priorities of the college Wonderful. Um, are very important, I think. So how do you uh, rank our Centennial College in that great environment, how we are doing in this uh, aspect, especially for uh, faculty development and leadership development? the issues you have discussed in the mm -hmm. conference? I think we're doing great, um, actually. It was very interesting. So we did, um, myself and my colleague, um, Mary Devine, who's a chair in our School of Business, we did a session on reflective practice. Um, and it was interesting, actually, most, so there was about 50 people at our session. Um, most people didn't even know what reflective practice wow. meant. It was a very new term for them. And um, I don't think that they have the focus that we do at Centennial College on reflective practice. Um, so that was, you know, is a really interesting discussion and I think very unique to Centennial that we put that focus on reflective practice. Um, and I think we also put uh, focus on faculty leadership and the leadership of faculty, actually our guide is called that. Um, but. Um, really developing faculty to all be leaders in their field and leaders as teachers and leaders um, and role models for students. So I'm very proud of the work that we do at Centennial College. Of course we have challenges like everywhere and um, that's, that's life. Um, but I am proud, I think, that we put a lot of time and energy into faculty development um, and, uh, and it really shows and I think our faculty overall are very happy um, working here and teaching here. Um, so yeah, I'm very proud of where I work. How we can do better as faculty regarding reflective practice at Centennial mm -hmm. College? That's a good question. Um, I think every faculty, if I was gonna re recommend a couple of things, one is 
I think each faculty has to make it a practice. And I almost think a daily practice. Um, I really believe in daily practice in general because then you don't forget if it's every day or at least five days a week. Um, But something that's a very regular practice for reflective, for being able to reflect. Um, So it might be doing a daily journal. we do reflective practices, we focus not just on teaching, but all of the other roles of faculty. Um, so your role as a team member. So reflecting on, you know, how is that conversation I had with my coworker? Um, also the role of student support. So, you know, when that student came to see me, you know, how do you think I came across? Did, did my values come through in my actions? Um, So I think one is having a daily practice and doing that reflection. And I I hope and I think that we are creating this as sort of a community culture and that really helps um, for people to remember because I, I do think the reflecting is individual and quite personal, but to be in a community where everybody else is reflecting means that you kind of remember, oh yeah, I really need to, you know, slow down I think sometimes we do too much. Our life is moving too quickly. And when we're doing too much, we're not doing doing it well. We're trying to take on too much. Um, so slowing down, maybe taking on a few less projects, but really doing them as well as you can and, and building in that time for reflection. I think the last thing I would say is, um, with reflective practice, is not being afraid to reflect on your mistakes. Um, And I think often we can be afraid of that, afraid of judgment, even self-judgment, let alone judgment from other people. But I do think our greatest learning is in the mistakes that we make. And so, you know, not just reflecting on, oh, I did really well with that or that was a good job. But, you know, what were those mistakes or where were those parts of my day where I felt, you know, really stressed or I felt like I wasn't, you know, centered in my values. Where do I feel that? And then why did that happen? You know, what was that about? Was it because I was challenged? Is there, you know, was there unconscious bias? Was it because I was hungry? You know, what are all the reasons, you know, in those, those incidents, you know? Um, so I think not being afraid to learn from our mistakes and I think that goes along with also not being afraid to take risks because when we take risks we're going to have more mistakes um, or things are not going to go exactly as planned because we're, we're taking risks and we're stretching ourselves. So not be afraid to do that um, and, and learning from those, those things. I try to relate all this uh feedback from you and uh, the key points you made regarding reflective practice at Centennial College that uh, teaching excellence, uh, student success are our key areas where we are focusing. At the same time, our recent uh, uh, book of commitment, if we we want to achieve the goals of this uh, book of commitment, I think it's so important to be reflective. Uh, 
Well, thank you for having me. This was very exciting. It's my first time being taped for a podcast, so um, it's new for me. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to hear it. Um, And I think just my final words is um, to colleagues and students, um, you know, a lot of what I spoke about was to faculty, but I think students, I think everybody can integrate reflective practice in their life um, and uh, really to to take that time. So students as well as faculty um, and enjoy it. You know, the process is just as important as the end result. Slow, Slow down a little bit. We don't have to be so busy. Let's slow down and take our time to really, um, to be reflective and, um, and to be self-reflective on what we're, what we're doing and why we're doing it. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you everyone for listening our first podcast and we are coming soon with new ideas, new stories. Uh, keep, uh, stay tuned with us. Thank you.